Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Welcome to Influence That Innovates, where we break down what it means to be an influencer. I'm Andrew Gabbert, and I'm talking with this week's influencer, Andrea Balaj. Andrea is the Community and Public Relations Specialist at Premier Members Credit Union. Uh, now, I do need to mention that the views and opinions expressed by this week's influencer do not represent those of the show or Joyco. So welcome, Andrea. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm very excited for this conversation. Me so, too. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what you do at Premier Members? So at Premier Members Credit Union, I'm actually, as you mentioned, in charge of community and public relations. So that means maintaining, establishing relationships with the media. And in addition to that, I also oversee our charitable giving. So that's kind of a new area um, in the last three years that we've developed. Cool. So you kind of you you kind of helped to get that ball rolling, right? I mean, you've given it a lot of direction. Yes, absolutely. You know, we were always giving money to the community, but it was never in a in a formalized manner. Mm-hmm. And we were able to quantify at the end of the year how much we were able to lend our support. You know, volunteer hours, funding things like that. So this is the mm-hmm. first time that it's actually been able to quantify and we have, you know, focus areas for it. It's yeah, a very unique that's program. Cool. My first question for you is what drew you to the credit union environment to work there? Actually, it's kind of funny. In high school, I was always really terrible at math. It was like <laughs> my weak area was math. Yeah. But I was really attracted to uh, reading and writing and uh, acting, believe it or not, like in school plays. (laughs) So when I was working retail in California, I had the vice president of the bank walk in and she asked me if I would ever be interested in banking. And of course, the gut reaction is is no. (laughs) But I've kind of learned over time when someone asks you a question like that, the answer is always yes, because you don't know what the follow up is going to be. So I said, yes, I started working at a bank, which in the credit union world is a, is a four-letter word, right? <laughs> but my first week at the bank, we were, we were actually robbed. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know robbery, you know, you think it happens all the time because it's in newspapers so frequently, but it's actually not a huge occurrence. And so from that, I actually wound up in the accounting department at the bank. And when I moved to Colorado, started working um, at Wells Fargo. But there was something that was very interesting about working for a not-for-profit. And the thing about credit unions that a lot of people don't know is that we don't actually make a profit. If we make a profit, we give it back to our members. And that typically means, you know, higher rates on your savings, lower rates on your loans. And in that way, we're not, we're not really competitive. We try to do what's best for our huh. member. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're literally centered around the member. Yes. In fact, they have a vote. They get to vote on our board of directors. They have more of a say than they do at a any other kind of financial institution. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's funny that you you said you've learned now that when someone asks a question like, would you be interested in this? You say yes. You say yes because you <laughs> never know what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with, uh, well, with multiple people in, in past interviews about the idea of, of faith in an influencer. You got to have faith to take the next step, and and that you're, you know, things you got to 
push forward and, and, and take risks even when you don't know what's going to happen. And there's a close connection there with saying yes, because you don't know. It could be really good. And you can always say no later. That's you right. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to learn more information, whatever it is. That's right. Okay. So I want to ask you, what does the term influencer mean to you? How do you define that? So influencer can be a couple of different things. You can influence people for bad. We see that a lot with some of the school districts that we work with. There's a lot of, you know, gang type activity. You can influence people in that way to get them involved in something that you're doing is that is negative. Mm -hmm. However, I'm kind of going to take the positive connotation (laughs) here and say that to influence, I think influencing and leading go hand in hand. So you can influence people for, for good by um, displaying those qualities which, which you believe to be positive. Mm-hmm. And so by that, people are naturally gravitating towards you, listening to what you have to say. Yeah. But then through that, you're able to show them things in, in themselves. Like I'm going to use the example of the VP at the, you know, the president of the bank that asked me about you know, working for her, it was like mm-hmm. she influenced me in a very positive direction. She showed me something about myself that I didn't know before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's cool. So what are some of those traits that you see in a, a good leader or, or a positive influencer? So in a positive influencer, I'm going to focus on enthusiasm and being emotive. I almost don't know how to say it. It's like a vulnerability, but in that they're sharing a piece of themselves with you. So I would say being emotive and being um, empathetic are mm-hmm. definitely qualities of a positive influencer. Yeah. Being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and show them, kind of give them guidance or help them out or yes. advice, whatever. Or reveal something reveal that something, yeah. they've maybe always been afraid of mm-hmm. and realize it's not a fear at all. Yeah. It's a strength. <laughs> yeah. Do you consider yourself to be an influencer? I believe just because of my role at the credit union Um, Whether or not I'm completely aware of it, you know, (laughs) like just being very careful about what it is I say. So if it's something snarky about something, somebody else keeping it to myself Mm -hmm. because I'm surprised at how sometimes that comes back. Yeah. Like, oh, I said that. That's weird. (laughs) Or, um, you know, when you have something positive to share, like also choosing the words very carefully about that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the circle is pretty big, especially when you go out and you're networking and meeting new people. You have to be very cautious with, yeah. with your influence. <laughs> yes. So you would say, yes, you are an influencer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Things do have a way of coming back to bite you that, you know, when you, when you do something or say something negative, a lot of times, whether we realize it or not, people are paying attention. They are paying attention. Yes. Especially when you're the public face of an organization, yes. you have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. I've interviewed people for the, the Joyco Productions blog um, in the HR space about, about how social media plays into human resources. And some of the things that came up were people who said something negative and it garnered a large reaction. And, you know, they're fired or not fired and their whole legal decisions and, and considerations going into that. But no matter no matter what role you're in, whether you're in a, a public facing role or an internal role or or you're by yourself, if you share something, whether it's on social media or at a networking event or with your friends, you know, people will listen and and they whether you like it or not i mean everybody says don't be judgmental but people make judgments and and hopefully they're positive because you're saying good things and impacting people positively but sometimes 
it's not so positive. That's right. You have to be very careful about the things that you post mm -hmm. on social media and also the way that you react to things that other people post. Yeah. So talk to me, I want to, along that same vein, go into the importance of the positive reputation for business because you have a huge part in that at Premier Credit Union. What kinds of things are you doing to ensure that your business maintains a positive image? So the things that I do to make sure that our business is received well in the community, a lot of that has to do with our charitable giving program. It kind of speaks for itself. So if we have employees volunteering you know, at a food bank, if we have employees out there, you know, in Arvada public parks or events, mm -hmm. you know, just making sure that those photographs get, get seen. And one way to do that is the website. And another way to do that is on, on social media, as I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Other things that we do is, is, is address. Like when we hear negative things, oftentimes it's because people aren't really educated on what's really going on. And so taking that time to, you know, if they're open to it, just saying, well, here's here's a different perspective or mm -hmm. here's a different idea. Yeah. And that's one of my roles as public relations is pushing forward. Here's this other side to this and here's another concept to this that you might not be aware of. Yeah, that's cool. On your LinkedIn profile, and you, you mentioned this earlier, you attribute part of your success over your career to enthusiasm. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of enthusiasm when it comes to influencing other people. So enthusiasm, when when you're excited about something and you're geared up about something, it's 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 positively infectious. You know, you're yeah. going to get other people that want to join you because you're enjoying what it is that you're doing mm -hmm. and you're sharing that with other people. Yeah, so that's a big part of where that enthusiasm component comes yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, I I was able to uh, attend a seminar yesterday, a Tony Robbins seminar. And Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols, and, and some other people were, were speaking throughout the day. The crowd was like 2,500 people. I mean, it's a, it's a good-sized crowd. And it was interesting because enthusiasm, or as they put it, energy, was a huge part of, of the whole program. It's just, it was massively important to what they were doing. And they were playing really loud music. It almost felt like a concert. And they even had... They were even calling people to jump up and dance and wave their arms around, and, and it's that energy. They want to get the energy moving. And they, they were also encouraging people to shout out you know, in agreement when the, the speaker would say something that really resonated with the audience. And so you had people throughout the whole conference going, yes, yes. And that's not really my personality, and so I, it was it was a little different for me being there. But I think I show my enthusiasm in other ways. <laughs> but uh, no crowd surfing for you. No, no okay. crowd surfing for me. But it was it was really interesting. People loved it. They loved it. They they just they were able to click and engage so easily because the speakers were drawing it out of them. They were encouraging them to really get excited and express their excitement, not just feel excitement, but let it out. And so it was really interesting. I mean, it was, it was fun. At the end of the day, I started to kind of let loose a little bit and decided I was the weird one for not jumping up and down. <laughs> when you've got 2,500 people having a dance party, then you're the odd one out for not doing it. So That's right. um, <laughs> like you said, it's kind of infectious. It was just to go off on a little tangent here, they, you know, Tony Robbins and some of the other guys were talking about the importance of the environment, the people that you surround yourself with. And uh, when you're sitting next to people who are not participating or are simply listening and are not necessarily moving as much, 
uh, it's a lot easier and I'm very comfortable sitting there and doing the same thing. When you put me next to somebody who's really moving and has a lot of energy, they're very enthusiastic, then it's easier for me to become that way as well. Um, and so just while I'm on my soapbox, just as an influencer, it's important to surround yourself with people with positive influences, people who are going to build you up and yes. encourage you to do the right things. So and back to this, I want to um, ask you, how do you portray enthusiasm through the business? Because a lot of what you're doing is you're writing website copy and you're writing press releases and that kind of stuff. So how does the how do you get the enthusiasm to come through some of the some of the pieces of your job? Well, on the copy end of things, it would probably be more more word choice and word flow, and and letting that letting those words come out, those feeling type of words. But for a lot of our charitable events per se, you know, it, it is getting up in front of the staff, which I believe we have 250 employees now wow. and, and showing them why, why, why should, why should you care about this? Mm -hmm. You know, a big piece of that is allowing the employees to have input. And, and that was done in that, uh, we call it our charity of choice. So all of the employees get to vote on what charity we want to support for a three-year tenure. And then from that, we develop all of our funding, volunteers towards that program. Mm -hmm. So that's one way of getting them involved is listening. You know, what, what is your input? What do you have to say? And then showing them how it works when it comes yeah. into fruition. That's cool. It's funny because when you're talking about, you know, enthusiasm, that's the very reason that, you know, there's cheerleaders at the Broncos yep. games because they're up there with their pom-poms, yep. they're excited, and they're trying to get that audience mm -hmm. involved as well. So yep. Absolutely. How, how are you going to be a cheerleader, you know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, and it's, you know, some people are not wired that way. I am, I like to say I'm selectively extroverted because my natural state is is introverted, but I can be outgoing and excited. My wife is very extroverted, and she kind of brings that out of me because um, I'm around her so much. And so I, I have no problem, you know, if I go and I'm in a, at a networking event, I have no problem standing in the corner and just watching people. I love doing that. But Oh, that's where I've seen you before. Yeah. We've been hanging out in that corner yeah. together. <laughs> um, but there are also times I, I'm able, for the most part, I'm, I'm still, I still have a lot of growing to do in that area, but I can, I can talk to people. And then, like I said, when you surround yourself with energetic people, it's easier to be energetic yourself. So it's um, you want to you want to be close to people and, and groups that will that will build you up in the way that you want to move. So that's right. So I want to talk for a moment about the importance of putting yourself out there in the life of an influencer. It, it's kind of along those same lines of enthusiasm, uh, but in PR, that's your job is to get your company out there. Yes. So how has your work impacted? The business and how is the stuff that you've done impacted the business well I'm in, I'm in classes at du right right now and um i'm getting my master's degree in pr and marketing go figure <laughs> <laughs> but um one of the things that we focus on is something called cause marketing and cause marketing is surrounding yourself with uh, community surrounding yourself with charities with good work and that's a whole different area of, of marketing so it's demonstrating here are the awesome things that we do here's the bottom line for how we have shovels in our hands and we're you know 
digging up some landscape and here's how we're actually out there in the community impacting it or influencing it yeah. is a better word uh, for the better. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of it. Sometimes it is hard to be the only spokesperson, especially when, when the PR that you're addressing isn't great. But just knowing that there's this whole crowd of people, you're representing this whole group of people and that they're they're cheerleading behind yeah, you, you know, and yeah. they want you to do well, you mm -hmm. know. And so that's always something to be very aware of, whether you're addressing the press, whether you're ad addressing groups of people, or even if you're on stage at a concert series introducing the band. It's yeah. just knowing that these people want want you to succeed. So let's talk about that. The, the idea of, or I guess the necessity of support. I mean, leaders or influencers, you got to have somebody behind you to encourage you and, and build you up. How important is that for you at Premier Members? It's extremely crucial because you can be, you can have all the formula of being a great leader and then not have the right team mm -hmm. to support you. But as long as, you know, you're only as good as, as the people that are, that are helping you get out on that stage, you mm -hmm. know? And so to me, like, I work very insularly. I'm in my car all the time. I'm alone at networking events. But to me, I'm, I'm filled up by knowing that I have all the support in the background. Yeah. So it is extremely important as an influencer to have a really solid team. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me with um, another interview I was doing. We were talking about how sometimes an influencer needs to recognize when when it's better to let your team take care of something versus you doing everything yourself. Yes. <laughs> and so having that support there to back you up when you need to pass something along yes. can be the difference between success and failure. I think it's called a delegation. Yes. In that instance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that we all we all need help with that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we we can't all be the best at everything. Right. And so being able to recognize our strengths and weaknesses and who was it? One of the speakers this weekend, he was talking about how we need to focus on our strengths rather than our weaknesses because growing your weaknesses, while it can be a positive experience, it's going to be very painful and inefficient. It's definitely a good thing to work on those. However, there are times when you need to understand that this is a weakness of mine. Somebody else needs to take care of this in order that the best job can be done. That's a great insight. <laughs> <laughs> Delegation is, and it's just a huge stress reliever when you've got that team behind you and you can say, I've got this task, you're going to be really good at this, and I'm not. So why don't you handle this, and then we can continue to move forward and, and not waste time and keep going. You mentioned a, a bunch about the charitable giving at Premier Members. So I know you guys have a program called Premier Gives. Yes. Talk to me about that a little bit. Great. So Premier Gives was founded about three or four years ago. And like I said, there was no uh, solid program for, for how we were giving funding. And so Premier Gives was developed to best represent what exactly we're doing in the community. And that allowed us to better focus. You know, we have a financial literacy program, for example. And so we have uh, staff that are actually go out into the school districts and they teach the kids about money. And I say mm. kids, it's not just kids, it's adults too. Yeah. So there's a big educational component that's part of the program. There's a big volunteer part of the program. And then there's also the funding part of the program. So all three of these pieces came together and that's what basically created Premier Gives. 
Okay. And you had a huge hand in putting this whole thing together, right? Yes, I actually developed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That's cool. So my question for you is, and you've kind of touched on this already, why is giving or giving back so important in the life of an influencer? Giving back is part of that part of that empathy component that we mentioned earlier. And again, it's also, we're not just talking about it. We're not just talking, oh, we're part of your community. We're showing people that we're part of their community. And I think there's been several situations where it's given the employees more empathy for what what their community is doing and what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. It makes them, you know, the Premier Gives program, you see that little heart in in the logo. It's having a heart, yeah. you know, for that. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to care about somebody or something if you are not involved. That's right. It's you, it's possible, but it's it's much a much deeper uh, concern and care and a deeper interest if you're actually involved in it. Yes. Yeah. I want to wrap up here. Let's talk about um, the impact that Premier Gives has had. So I think on your website it says that you guys give forty five thousand a year. To you donate that, and that's your target. Wherever you're giving that to, that's how much, right? Yes, and then we're hoping with the increased size of the financial institution that we're able to actually give more. So this year, we're planning to give more employee hours, more money, and uh, more concentration on the community through the newly developed program. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what are some of the organizations that you guys have given to? One of the big ones for us was, they're called EFA and it's Emergency Family Assistance Association, and they're in Boulder. And what's really unique about EFA is it's not, it's not for just you know, low-income mm-hmm. people. It's um, families that all of a sudden they have a medical emergency. Um, they have a flood, which was you know, back in 2010, mm-hmm. and it's just something that they didn't expect to have happened, and they're in danger of losing you know, either their house or a job or something like that unless this organization steps in as a band-aid to kind of help them reach that next, that, that bridge. And so they have like a food bank, they have, you know, financial literacy component and volunteers counseling that's going to help them get on their feet. And with EFA, we were able to actually raise the most uh, tons of food for uh, Boulder County nice. for them as that's an organization. Cool. Yeah. And then also... Um, give them about 7000 from employee efforts and uh, membership efforts of donating. Very nice. So you guys get your members involved in, in a lot of this stuff as well. We do because, again, it's just connecting with that community. When they walk in and there's a food, a food barrel or jars of peanut butter on the teller line, yeah. it's something that they want to help, help their community stay afloat. So, What has been the reaction from your members to all of this charitable activity. They were the the piece behind that food drive that, that yeah. we did. That was all of our membership that contributed that food. So the outpouring was huge. Yeah. I want to get down to some of the more practical pieces of this. Okay. So how's that affected the loyalty of your members? The fact that you guys give so much back to the community? I think for the loyalty of our members, we go around and tell, you know, hey, we're not for profit. Hey, we're looking out for you. And this is one way to actually demonstrate that mm-hmm. is to show that we're involved. And 
in in doing that, it it does create member loyalty because it says, hey, our credit union actually cares and, and we're here together and they need us to help too so that we can actually all work on our community together. So, yeah. so it's been, it has positively impacted the business. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so uh, to summarize this whole conversation, it sounds like what, what we've established is that an influencer is enthusiastic, they are present in their community, and they care about giving back. Something else that I would say is an, an influencer backs up what they say. Yes, and cares about other people. Yes. Not just themselves. It's great to be a leader, but if you're a leader by yourself... <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Andrea, for, for sitting down with me. Thank you so much, this Andrew. This has been great. <laughs> yeah. If I have been successful, then this has been encouraging and inspiring for all you guys listening. I hope that it has been. I have a blast talking to, to so many people and, and hearing their stories. So I hope you guys do too. Uh, be sure to check out more episodes of Influence That Innovates to hear more stories from real influencers and insights on how to impact other people positively. And that word positively is very important. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy your week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.